In Hidden Magic, the first in a series about a secretive eldritch sanctuary where magical beings fight to remain hidden from the outside world, a woman finds love and the truth about herself in a mysterious village in North Carolina. Hey everybody, welcome to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. Today is the first in a new random series, it's not going to be every week, um, of Buddy Reads, where I will get with a fellow bookworm, we will read a book together, and then come on the podcast and talk about it. Uh, Today is the first one, and we get to talk about Hidden Magic by Ilana McDougall. Um, My friend Gabe uh, came on the show with me today. He read the book um, a while back, and so we were able to talk about the book and how much we loved it, and Ilana and you'll get a secret in announcement at the end. So be sure to listen all the way to the end for that secret announcement. Anyway, have fun, everybody. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Picky Bookworm podcast. You guys have seen me talk to my friend Alana McDougall on Twitter. You guys have read an interview on my blog. She's been on the podcast And hey, did you know she wrote a book? Who knew? So she wrote a book (laughs) titled Hidden Magic, and I finally got a chance to read it. Absolutely loved it. And when my friend Gabe found out that I had finally read it, he got all excited um, because he wanted somebody to gush about the book with. So we decided to not only just gush about the book, but we figured we would record our conversation for you guys and kind of share our thoughts and give you a review and and kind of let you know what's going on. So this is not going to be a regular series on the podcast, but these will be some random bonus episodes that you guys will get uh, every once in a while on various books. So good morning, Gabe. Good morning. How are you? It's actually morning. (laughs) <laughs> we, for seven we, more minutes where I am for seven more minutes we usually record um in the afternoons when we do um, our weekly alias podcast so it's like we're both sitting here um very morningish it's it feels very, very morning yeah so when did you when had you read hidden magic so I had to double check this because I forgot how long ago it was. I read this um, in April of last year. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been a minute, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, April April 2021. Okay, and I, um, and I and then, just finished it about two weeks ago. My memory sucks. So my memory I'm... Is terrible. It's okay. <laughs> So, but Um, we did read second one more recently. It was um, one of the last books I read last year was um, Scorched Earth Magic. Um, That one I I absolutely also adored, um, like with a fiery passion. She, Uh, which is funny, fire magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she, Alana is definitely really good at the steamy um, as well. And yes, she is. I I normally don't. I mean, you know this. I normally don't yeah. read books that have a bunch of sex in them. I I prefer mm-hmm. the story. I prefer the escapism. 
And she definitely delivered on the story and the escapism and the characters and the the connection between everybody. Um, real quick, I will, um, I'm going to give everybody a, a real quick um, kind of short synopsis. Sasha is our main character and she ends up accidentally through fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it. She accidentally ends up in this tiny little town called Hallows. And Hallows is up in the mountains and it's very hidden. And the town is populated by four different races of people. You have the Fae, you have trolls, you have um, the kin, which um, are fairly similar to werewolves, um, but they do not like to be called werewolves. They prefer to be no. called, they are kin. <laughs> so there's, there's, there are a couple of differences between the kin and traditional werewolves. Um, and then you have the mages, which are your magic wielders. And the, you know, one thing that Alana and I discussed during uh, the podcast episode that I recorded with her, we got in this big discussion about diversity in fantasy. And that was one of the things that she pointed out that she was really careful to do in her book was she wanted diversity. And boy, did she deliver. There, <laughs> You have, you know, and even though there was some... Um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Holy moly, it's too early. Um, <laughs> animosity between um, the four different races. You, you also had your mixed race relationships and your marriages. And I, I just, I loved that about it. You know, this town is, is just populated by all of these different creatures um for lack of a better word it's it's fun too because like the the like they don't you see sometimes in fantasy novels where they they do have different like magical races where they fall into either everybody is white or the even worse one which i think is worse is everybody of this particular magical race is one color and everybody of another magical race is another color. Whereas this is, it's just, it's whoever you are, right? It doesn't matter about your actual like human race or, or like the equivalency thereof. It's you are who you are. Like you're part of these four different magical races, but like just the, the family that she ends up staying with, um, they are Fae. They're Fae. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, and they are—they're not the only African American family in town, but like they are an African American family in town. Um, so you have a lot of very prominent characters, very powerful characters, who are not white. Yeah, which is well. Nice. See, and I and what's funny is I don't remember actually reading about skin color. It's there a few times, but it's not like it's, it's not like she's hanging a lantern on it and being yeah, like, look at me, I'm including black people, or look at me, I'm including... Like, she, she simply, I mean, she, she wanted diversity, not for the sake of diversity. She wanted diversity because it honestly means a lot to her. 
And she wanted to read that. It's that idea of read the book, write the book that you want to read. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, by writing the book that she wanted to read, she created some really awesome characters for us to get to hang out with. And so Sasha shows up in this town. Well, we find out that she wasn't supposed to actually be able to find the town of Hallows. She her car breaks down. Right? Her car so, breaks down right outside of town and she sees yes. this she sees this sign that says welcome to Hallows. And she's not supposed to be able to see the sign. There's there's actually a magical barrier keeping humans out because there has, you know, in the past there were so many situations of magical characters and magical races being targeted with violence. And so they moved to Hallows and they created this, you know, thriving community to be safe. And humans, humans aren't, it's our clubhouse. They're not allowed in. <laughs> right. And then there are people who are human in the town, but they are still of these. So like they're kin or they are, are, fey or whatever like they're there's they're human looking at least well and there's and there are actually a couple of humans as well but they are in relationships with the magical creatures so they have special permission for lack of a better word so it's you know and sasha just kind of unknowingly, you know, she is expecting I'll be here till my car is done and then I'm out of here. And she is running from a really bad relationship. Um, And boy, she is. And one thing that I loved, absolutely loved. And I, you will never convince me otherwise of why I loved this part, but there is a situation in which Sasha is sitting with one of the other characters and she is and she is explaining the bad relationship that she was in with this other person and what alana did was she she wove these symptoms of abuse into the conversation in such a way that if somebody is reading it the book and they are in that same situation it helps to be an eye opener for that person saying, Hey, this is actually not healthy. This is actually not good. This is actually this type of situation. I she loved that. Loved that. Cause I, so I'm the reason why I ended up reading this book in the first place is because, uh, she and I were friends on Twitter, which was on Twitter. Right. And I kept seeing her like advertise. And I, so I, I'll admit, I, I spent a lot of time last year actually the last year and a half, two years, reading a lot of, of LGBTQ books because there was an explosion in the last few years. And someone who grew up that didn't have a lot of those books available, like, this is like Christmas for me. But I was like, all right, you know, I will I will read your your straight romance novel. <laughs> we will see how it goes. I have been burned before. <laughs> um, but I... Um, like I immediately just started like DMing her, like gushing over like the world building and the characters and, oh, and just everything. Oh, the world building. Uh. Right. I love that she told me she's like she had done a lot of research on uh, people who had been in abused relationships. Like she wanted to make sure that she got 
that particular piece right. And she talked to people, as far as I remember, she had talked to some people who, who had been in abusive relationships. Um, and she, she did her homework, basically, yeah. because it didn't come off as unrealistic. It didn't come off as dramatized. It didn't come off as, it came off as like a very authentic, I've been in abusive relationships. Yeah. Just, you know, um, it came off as very authentic. It and did. Very, and it was, and it was very empowered. Basically, Sasha became very was, empowered. It was very. It was a very empowering scene. Um, I definitely agree there because you know, and not not just for the characters' sake. You know, yeah. it was. I loved that it was empowering in that anyone who reads it can say either I've been there, so I'm no longer alone. Or mm -hmm. they can say, oh, I'm in that situation now. Let's see what I can do to get out of it. And yeah. Or I, I recognize these signs or in somebody I recognize else. These signs. About yeah. Or, yeah. And, and I don't know necessarily that was her intention, but, like, it's a nice byproduct of it. Absolutely. Um, she definitely likes to, because uh, in book two, which I know you haven't read yet, um, that character also has some, not, not this, she's not dealing with like the same sort of situation, but she also has a past. And that's one thing that, that, um, Alana really enjoys, I think crafting is these, these women who have had some, some stuff happen. Um, I'm being very careful because I know you don't swear on picky book where I'm being so careful. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I did. I did actually cuss in Saturday's episode of the oh, Before no. I know my oh, no. yeah my guest accidentally dropped um, an S bomb, uh, not an F bomb, an S bomb. S bomb, yes. And then I dropped a couple B bombs later on in the episode. Oh no! Um, yeah, it it doesn't happen very often, um, <laughs> but in you know in the in the context it it wasn't horrible so just you know right. if you listen to Saturday's episode listen with a caveat and don't <laughs> don't play for your kids awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um I like an episode of podcast 47 yeah exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> um although podcast 47 is way worse than the language department so we, we had to yeah we had to warn <laughs> people we had to warn people like pretty early on. We are not gonna watch our language on this one. It's it's just no. not gonna happen. Um, but I do. I, for... I'm gonna try very slowly because I really hate this guy. I hate this guy so oh, much. Oh, the yeah, the the ex partner. Oh, yeah, yes. I absolutely despise him. It's you know, and they they refer to him as I believe they refer to him as a psychopath. Um, in a couple of instances, I don't remember for sure. Um, but I take, I take offense at that because my, <laughs> my psychopath husband is nothing like that. So, um, but my psychopath is one of those terms. I will say this. It's one of those terms that has gotten to be, it's one of those words that people throw around. It's like narcissist. Like there really is narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, like there really for is sure. Yeah. But a lot of the time when someone says someone's a narcissist, it just means that they're full of themselves and not the whole baggage yeah. that comes with being an actual narcissist. Well, and my anyway. my husband is always telling me that he's one of the one of the good ones anyway. So um, he's like, I am the exception, not the rule. Uh, which means <laughs> which means that this ex partner guy might very well be a psychopath, sociopath. Who knows? Yeah. 
but he's definitely abusive. He is definitely, you know, he is just, he's an absolutely terrible person. We don't mind hating him. Um, no, I don't in, mind hating him at all. And the thing the, is, is that, like, she does a good job of, of building to, um, I don't, I don't know how spoilery we're getting here. She does a good job of building to what happens at the end of the book. Oh, yes. Oh, for because sure. Because you already have, there's the sinking feeling that you get about, about Sasha's ex, and there's the sinking feeling you get about the mystery going on in the town, which we haven't even gotten to yet. This is, right. it's not just a book about a woman running away to a magical town. Oh, no, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens. I do want, I'm trying to be careful about the spoilers. Yes. Um, so if we do mention specific scenes, we, we will try to be careful about not giving context so that we're not giving everything away. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely adore my mom. Um, my mom is one of those people you and I Gabe, have talked about this in the really? past. My mom is one of those people that she'll be reading her book. She'll laugh. I will ask what's funny. And in return, I get the entire synopsis of the book up to that point so that she can explain exactly why it was funny. And by that point, we, you're like, mm, I don't care anymore. We, yeah. Yeah. Un unfortunately, that's usually what happens is I'm like, it's, you know, it's kind of like explaining why a joke is funny. Yes. Um, which I've had to do in the past a couple of times. My husband, I will make a joke that I will absolutely crack up. Um, he'll look at me like I've just grown a second head and I'm like, did, did, did you get the joke? And he's like, yeah, I got it. It wasn't funny. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go in the corner and cry now. Okay. Um, but then, but then when he actually does laugh at one of my jokes, it makes me really proud. Because I made my husband laugh. So, you know, it's it's a give and take kind of thing. But um, she, so Sasha kind of, you know, she doesn't expect to stay very long in Hallows. But she kind of ends up weaving herself into the, the tapestry of the town anyway. You know, she starts making friends and she gets a job at yes, the local pub. So she... Um... So Sasha is a cook. Like that's what she does. She's a chef. She was, yeah. She had well, she had her own catering company outside. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And so she is this incredible chef. And I'm, I'm. This was a long time ago that I that I had this conversation with Alana. But I'm I'm almost positive that Alana made all these dishes. That that because there's some amazing food that gets described. Oh yeah, for sure. Place. And I'm almost positive Alana told me that she actually made the dishes herself. Okay, well so then she, she needs she needs to come to my house and she needs to make the vanilla uh -huh. the vanilla cake. <laughs> right, right. So she, because she mentioning earlier, she does research. Uh, her the main character in book two is a glass blower. Like Alana researched that and like actually took like a class. Like she does her homework. She is intense with doing it. Yeah, I I totally yeah we we love her for that. Um. But yeah, but so, her this this restaurant is so cool. Run by what's basically a leprechaun. I know. Which, his, his name is Casey, and he loves his booze. <laughs> which I mean, like, so there's there's a stereotype there. About, there about there leprechaun. is a there is a stereotype there. 
Um, but, <laughs> but you know, I, so I, I tell people that I am, my heritage and my ancestry is English, Irish, and German. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that I am, the Irish is the smallest part of my heritage and the biggest part of my personality. Right. <laughs> In that I have a temper. Yeah. I got the red hair going, obviously. And stereotype number three, I can hold my liquor. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah. you know, and I have just, I have always been super, super proud of the fact that I can hold my liquor. And it's, you know, it, it is a stereotype. And I apologize to any of my Irish friends. Um, I I do not consider that to be a bad stereotype. I, I really don't. <laughs> so coming coming from me, yes, it is. I am stereotyping Irish people, and I'm so sorry. But on the other hand, I freaking admire you for it. So I I don't consider that a bad thing. <laughs> she she turns this place around. She basically. does like hardcore. I love it. She it, it's it's a very like healing experience for her. But it's this new experience for the town because things have been pretty much the same. The only thing, the only thing that really like shook the town up is that um, the, so there's a set of sisters, they run a shop um, and uh, one of the sisters left. Um, Julie, Julia, Julia. Julia yeah. left. Um, and so that was sort of like the shakeup that happened. And, and a few years later, this woman shows up. Um, so like she sort of turns things on their head a little bit. And at the same time, while she's there, Amelia, who is one of my favorite characters. Oh, I love Amelia. I love her. Amelia and her dog, um, starts getting visions and getting some weird sort of vibes when she's in the, the Fae Council. Um, and so there's some sort of mystery underneath. Yeah. Is it because of this woman? Is it because of Sasha? Is it because of something else? And um, and I, and people that start is another, and that is another thing that Alana is really, really good at because she she does not give everything away right up front. I mean, there is there's a lot of uh, reveals that happen throughout the story. So if we tell you everything, we're literally telling you the story, and we're not going to do that. Well, you have to buy also, the book. You have to read the book. Some, there's some stuff that does not get. Not reveal, but does not get resolved until the second book, and there's still stuff that like sh- she leaves these breadcrumbs of story because this is a, a series. Right. I don't remember how many she's planning. I know that um, she's currently working on the third one, which is about um, another of the uh, the sisters from the shop. So the second book is about oh, Julia, nice. the sister who left, um, and then book three is about I believe Gwen. Nice. Um, okay. I love Gwen yeah, so much. Gwen. Yes. Um, okay, so Sasha, in the in the meantime of her running this, you know, she basically she comes in as a waitress um, working for Casey, this little leprechaun dude we love so much. Um, she kind of graduates until she is basically the manager. She's running, running, running the place. She doesn't. She has not expected this to happen. She has 
no, really no desire because she's like, she kind of fought it a little bit too. Something's gonna happen, and something's gonna happen, and I, I'm gonna have to get out of here. Yeah, and so she just, you know, she kind of just lives with this dread of I'm gonna have to constantly be on the run, and so when she meets Jake. Mm-hmm. She has no desire to actually get into a relationship, but nope. she cannot help her attraction to this guy. Nope. And nope. you know, <laughs> according, according to according to the book, and it's it's pretty seamy in the way that she that the book describes her attraction. I mean, it's pretty much right there. It happens like almost immediately. She becomes attracted to this guy. She resists it. Because she is not expecting to be in town much longer. She is expecting, you know, just a few weeks and I'm out. So she kind of resists her attraction to Sheriff Sexy, is what she calls him. Sheriff Sexy. I think that's super funny. Um, And so their their story uh, kind of weaves in with the town as well. Because Jake is kin. Um, I mentioned that earlier. They are kind of, they're kind of sort of werewolves. Um, I liken them closer to um, the wolves from Twilight, um, who call themselves werewolves, but they're not really. They are shape shifters, and it is hereditary. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, so, and I also want to note that so they are hiding all of this from Sasha. Sasha does not know that Casey is a leprechaun. She does not know that Sheriff is kin. She does not know Amelia is Faye. Uh, she doesn't know that the sisters are mages. Like, she has no clue. They're they're hiding this because she's an outsider. She's a human, and they there are people that resent her for it because yeah. they feel like we came here to be ourselves, and now we have to hide this. Um, so she just there. Yeah, exactly. She knows that there are people who give her some dirty looks. There are people who like kind of side eye her on the street. There are others. She gets very accepted by by Gwen and and oh, what is the other sister's Abby. name? Abby. Abby, thank you. You're uh, uh, so Gwen and Abby, um, sh- they they accept her, um, and she also meets. And I am forgetting their names, and I'm so sorry. Uh, there's um, this married couple. Um, oh yeah, where she's the wife is human and the the husband is Bay. I, yes, it starts, with, it starts the, with an M, and I am yeah, I'm, I can't even. We're but so she also sorry, so sorry Alana. Our, our memory <laughs> No, but my favorite couple, so there's, oh, it's Molly. Molly and, uh, I can't remember her husband's name. Um, but so there's also, there's the, the gay couple. Um, what is their names? Um, who uh, have a bit of a, of an exciting announcement in book two. You have to get there to read it. Um, but so I she own, has, I these, own book two, so I will be getting to oh, it. You gotta read it. I'll think of their names. Um, so she gets these, this group of friends kind of around her that she's still pretty standoffish with. Cause she's like, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. I'm not staying. Um, and, and when she and, and Jake meet, like, he's sort of torn a little bit because he knows he is very attracted to this woman, but he also knows that like her being there is a problem. 
so there's the sexual tension, but there's also the tension of we're hiding things from you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there is, and the only reason that I'm going to bring this up is because it's, it's predictable and it's inevitable um, that she discovers the, the secrets that Hallows is hiding. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It happens just about in every book. I mean, there's right. Someone write me a book where the, the human never finds out about the secret town. Um, yeah, for real, like, I, I can't even just like. Would that be a good book? Would it be a boring know. book? Like, how would you do that well? <laughs> I don't know. Well, somebody, <laughs> yeah, one of my author friends. Come on, figure it out. Um, so she, you know, she, so she inevitably figures it out. There's a mm-hmm. huge blowout, and you know, of course, she's freaked the f oh, out. She is yeah. completely freaked. She has. You know, she gets in her car and she's she's out of there. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, of course, gets stopped by Sheriff Sexy, and he explains mm-hmm. to her, and he's like, you know, Amelia sent me to come get you. Sit down and talk with us. So she sits down, and she, you know, of course, gradually becomes a little bit more accepting. And when, as she becomes more accepting of the town and the townspeople. One of my favorite parts happens. They they quit hiding. Yes. And they start showing the the real hallows, which I uh I'm getting shivers. I absolutely I love it, it so much. The the descriptions of the various houses that these creatures live in is amazing. I'm like, I and how, like the gargoyles talk to each other. And when you, when you and I had decided a couple of weeks ago to record today for the buddy read, that was one of the things that we completely agreed on is that we have to go <laughs> live in Hallows. Um, or somebody build the town and make it like <clears throat> a town full of B and B's and we'll just go and just stay there for a week. That'd be cool too. And what I love is that, so so not only does this start to, like, reveal itself, but she the first book was written from the perspective of an outsider, right? Yeah. Now, she does, she does jump POVs, so it's not just Sasha's point of view. There's, there's characters, there's chapters that are scenes that are from Jake's point of view, or Amelia's, or I think there's one with Sebastian, no... There was, there was no, a couple so, from no, Sebastian. There were a couple from I don't Sebastian think it's his point of view, yeah, yet. I think he's just, he's just not... <laughs> We're, we're going to talk about Sebastian. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk um, about Sebastian when we do our buddy read for the next book. Yes, but I, I have to mention <laughs> that. Um, so Sebastian is one of is like Jake's best friend. And um, he, he came on the scene and I went, Alana does not know me. And yet she knows what's in my heart. She knows what gets it beating. She knows why I get up in the morning. She has um, described I, your perfect man. <laughs> Basically, and I mentioned this to her, and she goes, "His is book two. And I went, "Oh, <laughs> manly noises." Um, yeah. So, but so it, it it's from an outsider's perspective, which means that you, the reader, get plonked in on this with her, and then book two, because we will get to it, but book two is from the perspective of someone who grew up there, right. and so it's a very different view of the town but you've already had the introduction so you you know 
we had our every man who came in or every woman who came in and showed us the place as she discovered it so that when you get to the second book you're all in for this is someone who knows this place backwards and forwards because you already know it yourself which yeah. i thought was really cool um but yeah so she she jumps points of view um so it's not all from sasha's perspective but, but she, she does it but in she a, does let you know way. who's talking Mm-hmm. She does yeah. it really well, yeah. and there's not any like head hopping, as far as I remember, in the scenes. If she's focused on one character, that's the only character whose point of view and thoughts you get. Yeah, um, which I love because I, I there are people who do mixed POV stories who sometimes I think they forget who they were talking about because all of a sudden we know what this person over there is thinking and we're like we don't we can't there's no way we can know what that person <laughs> we're is not mind we're readers your- we live in a magical town but we're not mind readers um yeah i i read a book um a couple of years ago i think back in 2020 that mm. it was multiple pov but it would be like the fifth paragraph before i would find out in each in each head hop before uh-huh. i would find out who the new person was that was talking and i'm like there's it's three it, it was two women and a man and when you're reading the men's point of view the man's point of view and you don't know that it's the man's point of view it's a problem it's yeah. a problem um so yeah because i'm speaking negatively i will not tell you the book um no but uh, i try I, really, so I tried really hard not to do that so i've i've read books i've read some ensemble books i do enjoy those um, there was one that I read that I'm, I will not say the name because the author ended up being intensely problematic, oh, no. um, in a, in a me too movement kind of way. Oh no. Um, so, but the book was excellent and I loved it, but what they did was there were symbols that, um, represented each of the characters. And at the beginning of that character's chapter, um, they had the symbol so you knew which character was the point of view character in that chapter. That's so cool. Um, it was, I, I'm, I'm sad that this person ended up being terrible because the book was absolutely a five-star read and I that's always so adored sad. it. Yeah. That's and I went so to go sad. look up his, his Twitter account and could not find anything, which was already, I was like, mm, something's going on here. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, it was a hit novel for a while. It was one of the ones that got talked about a lot. So, yeah, I looked it up and I went, oh, come on, really? I really liked this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, speaking of Buddy Read, because you and I will be doing another Buddy Read for Scorched Earth Magic, I am going to be looking for somebody to do a Buddy Read with me for Kenny and Gagne's books. So, any listeners out there, if you want to read The Goners Volume 1 and do a Buddy Read with me, and then read Goners Volume 2 and do a Buddy Read with me, totally down for that. Um, I, and I actually, loved, you, I loved those books so much. Like I, read, a, I read the first Twitter one. Twitter call for that. I can retweet that for you. I I will totally do that because, yeah. and I know Kenyon will just be just he'll be so happy um, <laughs> if we do that. Um, I yeah, the first the one of the first uh, podcast episodes that I did his was I believe one of the first four. It may have even been the first signed indie book that I got that I've ever received. And so I mentioned it probably every episode for the first like five months that I did this podcast. (laughs) And the the first time I mentioned it, 
the he actually commented he retweeted it on twitter and he was like yeah i heard her mention my book and i almost drove off the road (laughs) (laughs) so then of course after that it became an in joke to you know before i mentioned his book i'd be like kenyan don't drive off the road just pull (laughs) and so it became like an in joke between us and it was really funny um but yeah i absolutely absolutely loved the first book and it's got so many great characters, and it's yeah. I I need to like talk to people about it. So um, this is yeah. This is, so this is how I felt about this book. This is also how I feel about Andrew Slindy's books. I need more people to read those I because will, I, I don't have one. We might have to we might have to do a buddy read for that one too. Then mm-hmm. so yes, I I hear really 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 good things. I trust your judgment. When it comes to books, um, I try. I try really hard not to read junk. <laughs> I yeah. I it's really trash. Funny. Yes, junk. No, <laughs> smut, smut. Yes, um, yeah. I I'm constantly recommending books to my chiropractor, and nice. I and it's so funny because all in just about all the books, I would say probably ninety five percent of the books I read are indie books. Yep. And so I'll go in and I'll be like, I'm reading this you know, this really great book. And I had just finished The Liar of Red Valley, which is a rebellion publishing. Um, it mm. is an indie book. Um, that was one I told you about last week, I think. Mm-hmm. And, so, oh my God, so good. <laughs> so good. And I was hoping against hope, against hope, against hope, that it ended up, that it would be an indie book because I I loved it so much. And yes, it is rebellion publishing. There's a small press. So by reading this book, you will be supporting a small press publisher. Yeah. Um, and I will be writing my review for that. I hope today. Cross your fingers. Um, that Ooh, cross your fingers. Not get in the way, but hopefully, I will be writing my review of that today. Um, you were saying though about like because with Kenyon and and how you had this conversation with like the author. That's the one thing about indie books especially and self-published books that i love i've made friends with so many people whose books i absolutely adore so alana alana as a i should have maybe mentioned this up top i am so completely not an objective person when it comes to alana mcdougall I literally call her my Twitter mom. She has been one of the most supportive people she I have is, met in my entire life. One of the most supportive people. She's amazing. She has read my extremely queer, extremely smutty book, <laughs> and actually really loved it. Um, but she like, is, but she is no stranger. She is no stranger to smut, though. She she's not a stranger to smut. One, she is not the hidden um, hidden magic. If you um, and there there will be some people out there that you you do not enjoy explicit sex in your books. Um, I, you might skip over some parts in this book. <laughs> because Guys, it, it does get a little smutty in places. But I just it kind of pushes um, the story forward. It's not just it's not just there gratuitously. So So I, I'm gonna bring this up because this is a great point. Because I so I just had um it was a, uh, a cishet dude that I'm friends with on Twitter who he just finished reading my book and he did skip over a lot of the sex scenes in Orchid and the Lion, but he would have done it like whether or not it was straight sex or queer sex. It wasn't that part. It was just he, as a reader, that's not something he goes in for. But and I'm the same he way. really, 
enjoyed the rest of the book. Like he, he enjoyed the plot and the characters and the dialogue and all of that. Yeah. This is the kind of thing where it's not the, the steamy scenes in Alana's books. A lot of them are either character development or they push the story forward or they, they do something for, it's not right. just thrown in there. Right. It is yes. Yeah. Part of the, the development of their relationship but you can kind of skim through and go, okay, here's the important part I need to pull out of this. Let me skim some more. Like, don't let <laughs> yeah. that put you off. There are there are books where, like, you really can't escape, like, because there's best. not much yeah. plot or yeah. there's not much else other than and those, this is And not- those are the books that I tend to give a hard pass. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, I I read books for escape. I read books mm-hmm. to find out about people. I read books to learn about myself. I, you know, and in the, my podcast on Saturday, <clears throat> that was, um, one of the books that I mentioned, <clears throat> my guest was autistic and she had mentioned that she doesn't read a lot of books with autistic characters because they tend to mess it up. Yeah, well, because it's too much as doing it. it, Right. Or it tends to be a look at how diverse I am kind of situation. (laughs) And that irritates me to no end. If you're going to give me a disabled character and you're going to give me an autistic character, you're going to give me a schizophrenic character, character with depression, I don't care. Make it real. Make it authentic. That is what I, yes, I read books to escape, but I want my characters to feel real. Yes. And one of the books that I recommended to her has an autistic character. One of the main characters is autistic. But, but the author does not ever outright say this character is autistic. She lets right. the reader kind of discover it on our own. For themselves. And, yeah. but, and I'm, I'm getting, this book gives me chills because it's, because of the way that it's written, and I and I brought this up with um, uh, Bixby. Um, I was called. Oh, right. I love I Bixby. Bixby. I know it's Bixby Jones was on my podcast on Saturday. Um, That's so exciting! And one of the things that I mentioned was as a non-autistic person, um, and somebody that is probably is not really around a lot of people with autism. I could be. And just not know it. Um, But as somebody who is not really around autistic people much, if I were to be around somebody, this book gave me some tools, some, Mm. some signs to look for or some signs to recognize that maybe this autistic person is not in a great situation or gives me tools on how to communicate with somebody with autism. And so it, it ended up being a really, really, really great experience. And it was not written in a look at how diverse I am kind of way. Again, Alana's book is the same way. It's not written in a look at how diverse I can be kind of way. I'm reading this. I'm writing this because it's cool story. I was just going to say, there's a difference between my my story is great and my characters are diverse and that's the way it is versus I'm writing this book because I want to seem like I am doing some sort of grand gesture. 
for for the Which, people out there. I'm like, sorry, we can see straight freaking straight through, through that. that. Absolutely because most of the time they it. don't have sensitivity readers. They don't have a lot of them don't have beta readers. Sometimes I see these books that like you you wonder how they even got published. And I, traditionally published books that have come out recently, and I'm I'm not going to mention names, but there is a Nazi romance that I, is coming. I out. heard about that. And it was in a bidding war, and it's because it's it drums up controversy, which is why I love indie indie publishing and self published books because they're writing stories to write a story. They're not trying. And yes, we're trying to sell. Believe me, I would love to sell a bajillion copies of my book. However, not by writing about somebody falling in love with a Nazi. You will yeah, never get that. I, I heard I heard about that the <laughs> other day and I'm like, <gasps> why would somebody even why would somebody even read that? Like seriously. And it's one of why? many. It's one of and we have another gender plague book out. Like uh, and there's another one in the pipeline apparently. Like I'm just I'm just this is why I can't yeah, I just you know, and the the whole point it's ADD brain. Um, the whole point of my mentioning that I recommend books to my chiropractor is she's like, you always write, you always read the, the best books. And I'm like, I just looked at it. And I was like, you know why? I read all indie books. <laughs> it's literally what I told her. And I'm like, I find the best books because I read indie books. I don't read traditional published books. So, I, and I, I do have some on my some of some of my books are are traditional. It's that some of my friends are black, or right, like some of my books are traditional published. I yeah I see and I leave you know I will tell people ninety five percent of the books I read are, are indie or self published. I leave right. that five percent open for uh-huh. the occasional traditionally published book. Yeah. That I that I want to read. I did read Billy Summers by Stephen King. I will say that one out loud because <laughs> you, you you have with your whole chest at least four times when we've done either. So when we did your this was this is one of the things we we talked about when I was on your podcast before was how much that book just annoyed you, it and I'm like I'm not going to read it. The ever and, and what's and what's so sad is. Seb Reed is a huge SK fan, has read read every single one of his books, and highly recommended Billy Summers. And so I'm like, I I had to take his opinion with a grain of salt once I when I finished Billy Summers. So it's you know, Seb, he's just so Seb it does not mean I don't love you house. dearly. <laughs> but no, I did not enjoy <laughs> Billy Summers. And, you know, there were just there, about half the book I felt like just shouldn't have been there. So, yeah. Um, okay. So we are. So, yes. <laughs> I know. So, um, so what I wanted to say, because you were talking about um, like the steamy bits of it. Number one, book two gets steamier, just as a heads up. That's what I've heard. Um, but also deserves it because Julia and Sebastian are just my heart um so, I, so besides sebastian and amelia who who was your favorite what what was your favorite house we'll we'll say that instead of favorite characters 
I so it's funny because I because it's been so long. I because I'll say like Sasha was not out of all the characters in this book. Sasha was does not make my top three. <laughs> I she love her. one of my favorite I characters. Here. No, but I I well and, and I think part of it is that she spends a lot of the book being very um what's the, what's the word I'm looking. For? Yes, I mean it's part of it's so she's she's very unsure of her own her own self. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. Do not get me wrong. I think that that makes her a stronger character. I think it makes the eventual like yes queen moment that she gets at the end so much better. So much. But, yes. And, and I I but I I think part of it is that like Jake is a very strong character. Amelia is a very strong character. Casey is a very strong character, even like she's surrounded Chloe by these is characters. Chloe is a very strong character. Yeah, I love Chloe. She's I'm surrounded sorry, by I just love people. Chloe. I love. Oh my god, the trolls! Oh, you're gonna the mm. trolls. The trolls okay, absolutely you're gonna crack love. me up. The, the trolls. The trolls are actually. I don't know if Alana talked about this with you because when I did an interview with her, I had asked her about this. Um, she her favorite thing to do is write about the trolls. Like she absolutely loves putting their um like their lore together and and writing their culture and there is a there's a scene because both of these books of one and two take place around halloween um which is fitting obviously yeah obviously um but the the second book because we are in it now like and we're from the perspective of someone who's been there we get to explore some of their, some of Hollow's cultural stuff, including how they celebrate Halloween. And Which there's is a so cool, so so cool. So cool. There's a bit with because they have this celebration every year where each of the different races is able to kind of do a performance at this like party thing, and the trolls. It gives me chills. I'm so <laughs> it's excited. So good. Um, but so, yeah, so, so I love Sasha and I think she's great. And I really enjoyed watching her character grow. Yeah. It was just, it, she was from such, she was in such a low place that it, she had to claw her way out of there. Well, and I, and I will say that I found the end to be a little bit predictable not not amazingly so not in no. not in a very obvious sort of way it's not it's, when you got there you went ah oh, yes of course <laughs> um, yeah well and i and i do remember i do remember thinking you know and this is this comes from a lot of experience with crime shows that all kind of in the same and um you know supernatural Writing shows that all kind of in the same it comes from a lot of experience of, okay, so this is probably what's going to happen. And I kind of had that feeling starting about halfway through the book. I'm like, okay, so this is probably what's going to happen. And then we got to the end. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I was right. Um, but it wasn't obviously so. Um, I enjoyed getting I there, too. That. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. That was the thing. Like It wasn't like, oh, it's going to be predictable. I know it's going to happen. And also, this book is terrible. No, this book is great. And, yeah. I do think book two is better. 
Like, I, I, I that's, that's actually one thing that Alana told me is that her editors told her that book two was better. Which um, is, which it should be. You do not want your second book to see. So this is why I'm having a paranoid, like, oh my gosh, fit about my own sequel. Like, A, writing sequels is hard. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. Uh, B, you don't want your second book to come out and have people go, oh, the first one was better. Yeah. She grew so much as a writer. She grew so much as a storyteller. She grew so much just, and, and I got to see it because I, she sent me um, basically an arc of book two. Like I got to read it before it, it came out. Um, and I was like frantically DMing her the whole time. Like, oh my God, this I is incredible. So I just got to this scene. Holy cow. And it was funny because that troll bit that I told you about, there's a song by um, The Who. Not The Who as in W-H-O, but The Who as in H-U. They are, um, a, I think it's a Tibetan throat singing metal band. Anyway, they're incredible. <laughs> okay. There's a song. There's, oh, it's good. There's a song that I DMs to Alana. Like, the troll scene reminded me of this song. She goes, oh, my God. That's what I was listening to when I wrote that. I was like, how do you know oh this song? Oh, my God, that's so funny. Um, it was amazing. But, like, I do – I want people to know, like, if they're going through book one and they're like, I'm not sure, please, 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 please do yourself a favor and read the second one. Because as good as I think book one was, it's definitely a book one. Yeah. It's, it's well, the first and I, novel. And I will um, add a caveat – um, to the um, consenters, um, the, <laughs> the consent police, if you will, um, that there is one spicy scene in the book that I actually DM'd with Alana about it because I had told her, I said that there was a one scene that I had a tiny problem with and she asked me to DM her. And again, I will not give any context. I will not mention characters. Um, but there was a scene where one character told the other one, I will not force you. You will invite me into your bed. You will tell me you want me. And then five minutes later, and I'm like, okay, there was no explicit consent or invitation in this scene. And it, you know, it kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, so... But I did discuss it with the author. I don't know how, if she's going to be able to go in and fix it or anything like that. But I will add that caveat that that scene is there. Um, it was not deliberate on her part to be insensitive No, it's not like it was like... It was, it was uh, not meant to be insensitive at all. So if you have a problem with that, keep reading anyway. For anything. Like, it, it's not like... He was the, the character wasn't being coercive, and the situation wasn't like a bad situation. Like no, it was no, no, obvious, no. It was not, consensual. It was not a, a rape type situation, no. but it but it did it bothered me because there was no explicit consent given, and I got that no. from you, Gabe. That's your fault. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I I actually have had people contact me because not only have I. Uh, gone off on rants about this on Twitter but I also like a huge part of of what I was doing with the orchid and the lion was making consent as sexy as humanly possible yeah. because especially like right before 
I started working on that book, there started to be more conversations on Twitter about how in romance novels or novels that have that have sexual scenes in them that either consent is never given or it's very dubious or people act like it's totally fine for the the hero to just grab the heroine and throw her on a bed and people were like pushing back going oh consent is boring no one wants to read that and people were like yo we want all of that yeah give us that Oh yeah, because if you're if you're bored with consent, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, and you know, and I, you know, and you know, this is where being friends with the author really comes in handy because yeah. you know, I it's not like I was reading a Stephen King book and there was this horrible scene in it that did not involve consent, and it was just you know this horrible scene, and you can't. DM Stephen King and tell him I had a problem with this yeah, part of your book and have him DM back and say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, right. so it's, you know, so I had a, that, I had that a was reader, a really great um, part of that book. I we, are, we are almost DM out of time, you. so this will be your last, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> so, um, then I'll, I won't tell this story. We'll tell this another time. Uh, read this book. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. We, we um, I know we went off on, on a few tangents. We're so sorry. Um, getting two ADD brains together is not always the best idea, but we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. Um, so we love doing these podcast episodes. Um, but yes, I will second the, please read this book. Um, it does have a lot of really great story. It does have a lot of really great diversity. Um, and it's so entertaining. I think I read, it's like a 600 page book. It's like a 600 page book. And I think I read it in about three days. So Uh, it's, yeah, I read both of them very quickly. Yeah. So definitely, definitely go and check out this book. Um, I, in the three minutes that we have left, um, I almost forgot to make my announcement. Alana, if you're listening, I have an announcement. I have found your candle scent for Hidden Magic, and I'm so excited. Um, I I told Gabe about this a couple of weeks ago, and he uh, his words, I believe, were, it's mad fitting, wicked fitting. Um, wicked fitting. Your candle scent will be cinnamon vanilla. So I will be making some Hidden Magic candles and having them available in my Etsy shop for candle buyers. Um, cinnamon vanilla. I smelled it the other day and it smells so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I might have to one because that sounds wicked good. It's I am super, super, super excited about some cinnamon vanilla hidden magic candles. So Alana, if you're listening, I love you and I loved your book and I can't wait to read the second one. And real quick, uh, make sure you guys are all following her. It's at Alana McDougal, E-L-A-N-A. M-C-D-O-U-G-A-L-L on Twitter. Yes. Um, she is she's she the Twitter has, mama. She's just she's so supportive yeah. of everybody and she's amazing and um, she's an awesome writer, obviously, as um, evidenced by this book. Can't wait to read the second one. Uh, yes, go buy her book. I will put a link to my website um, in the show notes, and on the website will be a link to um my um interview with her i believe i still have up 
um, the podcast episode that I did with her and I will have a link to the book where you can purchase. It will be an affiliate link um, so that I'll get a little small commission out of your purchase. And if you want, I can give you the link to the interview that I did with her. Awesome. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We will do that. And thanks, everyone. And um, I hope you enjoyed our first Betty read. Cheers. Hey.